Hi guys, welcome back. Episode 35. Roman's just done a really weird thing with his hands. Don't <laughs> <laughs> say that on the, right at the beginning of the podcast. People are going to think of me as something random. No, I'm laughing at you because just after two months of or three months of having no podcast, you just go, hi guys. Yeah, because I'm trying not to laugh because you did a weird thing with your hands when you counted us in. Steve, what did I do with my hands? You did some weird counting thing. Like, who counts like that? That was odd, wasn't it? Wrong. That was a really odd way to count with your hands. Right, I've counted, right, okay, listeners, I have counted, like that, every single podcast, and Stu only well, just picked up on it just, now. Maybe you just, just noticed now, but it was just a really way to, odd way to count using your fingers. <laughs> like, since I was a child. Oh, no, you know, I'm going to use a movie reference here to you, Roman, and shouldn't really, because I'll send you off on a tangent, but do you know um, in uh, Inglorious Bastards, where... They count wrong. They're in the they're in the cellar, um, and they all get shot. And the, and the guy says, "Oh, German wouldn't wouldn't use that finger to count." That was how you just counted. Do you so, know? I'm, so I'm a Nazi now. Is that what you're trying no, to say? No, I'm just saying you weird. I just can't believe you did cheat coming. I, I expected him to do it. Yeah, it was odd before he did it. It was odd. It was just really odd. It really threw me. Anyway, welcome to episode 35 of the Man Be Fat podcast. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been too long. It's been yeah. too long. So our last, our last podcast was in December, the end of December. Mm. We are a New Year podcast. Um, and we've had a little break, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Well, we've had a break, and in that break, we've kind of we've set out the year plan, haven't we? So yeah, it's going to be a good year for podcasting. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. We're going to actually ramp it up a bit. Uh, ramp it up a bit? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, selling that ah. Yes. Ramp it up. Ramp so, it up. Today's episode 35, um, a bit of a different one this isn't it, so we are with some long term Man V Fatters, we are. Uh, Anthony Bromley, how are you? I'm alright mate, yeah, good. Good, can good. We, can we call you Anthony, or is it Ant? I'll leave it up to you, I'll okay. leave it entirely up to you, I don't mind. Anthony. Anthony Bromley, it's, uh, not, it's not Sunday but never mind. Okay, and uh, Simon Slater, how are you mate? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Yeah, good. Thanks for the invite. Good, good. Saturday, beef eater in the uh, in the shadow of Heaton Park, the infamous Heaton Park in Manchester, um, where the um, <clears throat> infamous festival uh, takes place. It is. Part, no, what, what is it? Park, park life. Park, park life. life. That's yeah. it. Park life. Yeah. As a resident of around this area, now, what's your views on park life? Terrible. <laughs> Why? Awful. Isn't the word. Do you dread that weekend? I tend to make plans to avoid it if I can, but then I, t- I tend to find that wherever we go, that the missus makes me drive through so she can look. At the, all, uh, all the young kids. All the young kids falling out of Eaton Park <laughs> with a red in a carrier bag. <laughs> so yeah, I look forward to it every year, pretty much. <laughs> Couldn't imagine what it's, what it's like to see that on a you know, bi-yearly basis. No. I used to do quite a bit of work up at Eaton Park and pick people up and stuff like that. And yeah, it was, uh, it was always interesting. Definitely it always amazes me that nobody ever knows how to get home from Eaton Park. So everyone will go to the go to like the festival, but nobody ever makes as a set plan to get home. It's so you just yeah, but you just see people like wandering around like zombies going, mm, "Can you take me home, mate?" And 
looking for trams and all this too, kind of too thing. much fresh air in it that's why yeah too much fresh air and narcotics I think Simon is the way <laughs> on, to, on to the, go on the M60 going is this, is, this, uh, is this a path is this what, what it is no but you know what it is right young people going to festivals Young people? Young Is this turned into <laughs> one of them rants? Young folk nowadays. <laughs> I need a pipe up. The youth of today, not are they born. Young folk of a of, of a Houston Park. No, they they're just attached to the phones, they're just attached to the iPads and playing all the games. Well we we were out back in the day playing Kirby and using our imagination. They're like they get out in the park and go, What's this? What's this green thing? Is this a tree? Oh my I think you did a disservice to the, the young people of, of, of today there, Roman. I think that personally we are as attached to our phones as what young people are. Yeah, but we had the experience of the best of yeah, both worlds. Yeah, we might have had the experience yeah. of the best of both worlds, but um, I do think that we also look on our childhoods as being a magical thing, which you tend to do as you get older anyway. Um, and a lot of it was shit, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I'll fancy a game of Kirby. I know that. Yeah, yeah, I'll miss Kirby. Yeah. Kirby have you seen the? Have you seen how busy the roads are? Couldn't even get a game of Kirby yeah. in half the places <laughs> now. You have to. You have to introduce like the, the um, a score for sleeping policemen because there's so many on roads now. Speed bumps. Yeah, like is Yeah. There was a video doing around of um, I think it was Kevin Nolan and Carton Cole playing playing a game of Kirby. It was an amazing video. I'll try and find it uh, and link it to the. Uh, to the podcast but yeah it was a, it was a really good video having a proper game of Kirby and proper I, intense yeah and knowing you, you're actually sticking to the rules of Kirby which obviously you didn't do as a kid ladies and gentlemen you've heard it first here man v fat Kirby we're going to start a league here now <laughs> yeah but one, of, but one of the things is right what we have to realise is this goes out nationwide and Probably a lot of places didn't call Kirby. Yeah. Well, we call it Kirby <laughs> in the north. They probably call it something really weird. Wait, what is it you said the other day about heads and volleys? No, but it wasn't Wembley, that. What, what is that? Wembley, Wembley so, singles. Wembley yeah. singles. Yeah, so we call the game Wembley singles in the north, right? Or Which Wembley is, oh, 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 No, I've never heard it called Guma. That's obviously a no, UK. Guma. Yeah, never heard no, it called Guma. Guma. It's a German one. That's, that's a Roman no. thing. Right. <laughs> Listen, comment if you've heard Guma. No. No. Guma. No. No. Just say no. So Wembley singles is where you get one guy in net and then you everyone's against each other and you might have like 20 guys. You could also <laughs> include Wembley doubles. When it gets to triples it gets a bit silly. But, so apparently this, all over the, the nation is called a different thing. So in Manchester we call it Wembley singles, Wembley doubles. I believe that down south it's called, in certain areas it's called World Cup Willies. That's terrible. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what. Yeah. I, I believe it comes from World Cup Willie, the, the lion mascot from the 1966 World Cup. What's that got to do with Wembley singles? I don't know. That, that to me just sounds like like. It just sounds wrong. 60 mate. proud gentlemen <laughs> just having a competition of literally who's got the biggest uh, mascot. <laughs> yeah, don't know what uh, yeah. World Cup Willie is. Yeah, so these are the. Um, Colloquial kind of differences between our areas that I'm seeing at the moment. World Cup Willie's never heard it called that. I've never been more proud to be Northern. <laughs> yeah, but I'd like to know anybody what do the the listeners call it? You know the game where you, you might be like, let's say there's five here. One of you goes in there, and then the four other guys are just against each other to try and score as many tends goals. To be, you didn't have enough to play an actual game. Yeah. Or you had a lot of time with nothing to do. What's your old player Yeah. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, you could also as well if you had too many for a game, you play rounds. So if you so you like round one, yeah, if you scored, yeah, you threw yeah. to the next round. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. We we, we used to end it with a game called um, Red Ass. Red Ass. Um, what's, what's that? So? Like? <laughs> Is that's you know, is a, funny, a funny name? Is so this I, linked to World Cup Willis? <laughs> possibly. I'm but, um, it, it, it wasn't called any other name than this. Did you lose on purpose? Well, no, but what happened is you went in there and you had points, and everybody else had to get like points like a volley, you had to get a header, stuff like that. And then if, if the keeper lost the points, everyone had a shot at their ass in there. So, <laughs> See, I've always played it, it, heads, and, heads and volleys, red ass. Like, Guma, red ass. Heads and volleys, red ass. I'm pretty certain you would have. It, it, any other sport you've probably referred to as red ass before. <laughs> right, I don't know what picture people are painting on this podcast, but come on now. Every time I mention we've had a five guys, Stuart automatically goes, eh. What? Not surprising, don't you? What? I've never had a five guys. You've had five guys for a while. I told you. Get really cool. Have you had a five guys yet? No. Do you know what? I said to the missus. Um, <coughs> uh, sorry, sorry. I said to the missus. Yeah, Roman. Developments in your love life there, isn't there? The wow. missus. Is that how long since you've done the last podcast that you've got a little girlfriend? No, I did. No, I think, I think we announced in the last podcast he had a girlfriend. November was... Well, it's an achievement. He's still with her. Well, yeah. Go, Bless her. <laughs> Got us a medal lot, you know. <laughs> He's done past Valentine's Day, only, so... Don't yeah. shipping. I thought you were my friend. <laughs> so um, <laughs> no, yeah, um, I forget where I was talking about this. Uh, oh no, five guys. So I said to her when I do the marathon, gonna go five guys celebrate. Yeah, good. Yeah, five guys. Because I keep listening to uh, shout out to Fruk Unwrapped podcast. I keep listening to their podcast with our beloved Nate Peterson. Um, also, Man B Fab. Which leagues do you play for? Nate, uh, what, uh, no, one down south. One, one down south, um, and he, he, uh, and his fellow podcasters um, enjoy a Five Guys, and I've always wanted to have a Five Guys just from the references of that podcast. And if, yeah. you haven't, if you haven't listened to it, guys, Fruk Unwrapped podcast, you find it on iTunes. It is one of the most funniest podcasts you can ever it, listen to. It is to. a good podcast, actually. Like it has, it, they just talk about food, and they have you in stitches. Literal yeah. stitches. Yeah, it is a good, it is a good, uh, good one. What podcast? What other podcast do you listen to? I'm a bit podcasting out, mate. So my, I'm, I listen to Joe Rogan, but it just gets a bit random, doesn't it? I've not listened to Joe Rogan yet. I've, I've, I listen to because people are the what the top ones are. People say, "Oh, just the podcast." It's it's Tim Ferriss' show. Um, my father wrote a porno or something like that. Really? Was it? Yeah, my dad wrote a porno or something like that. It's a comedy one. Um, and then there's a football ramble. Yeah, listen to the football ramble. I've been on the football ramble. Just a little plug for myself there. Yeah, I've been on the football ramble. Talk about my very fat. So I listen to football ramble, and I listen to. I believe Pete Crouch has got one that's quite good, actually. Yes. Yeah. Well, Gary Neville started one, but he literally recorded two and then just gave up. Did he? It's probably a very busy man. I imagine Gary. Neville. I think it was just literally after a game. Sky Sports went, "Come on, we'll give you 20 minutes. Talk about the game and talk about the questions in football." And then it never materialised. Yeah. So Gary Neville. If you're listening, more podcasts, please, because we're quite good. I reckon, I'm pretty certain, Gary Neville Level is not listening to this podcast. <laughs> well, we'll have to shout out to him and tweet him and whatnot. Right. 
we, we've talked enough about podcasts and we've talked enough about where we've where we've, where we've come from and where we've gone. Um, the two gentlemen with us today, um, Ant, Anthony, and Simon. Can we call you Simon and it's Si? Si, please. Si. Brought these brought these players in, um, who have again, Stu said, we've brought, has been in since day one of Manchester League, I think. I think you were a bit later on, weren't you, Si? I was, yeah. Yeah. Like season three or something like that. So um, we're just gonna have a little bit of chat with them and see um, where they've come in Manby Fat because. I've played with both these these guys um, on the field. Just want to state that one um, in both leagues. Uh, not played the field with both these guys, <laughs> uh, and they've they've had a few moments where you know you've you've had a few struggles, and you now I can see both of you in front of me. You overcome those struggles because you've got smiles on your face today. So I, thi- I think it's safe to say that. Um when we say sometimes, you know, you get it straight away, I think it's safe to say that, that Cy and Ant probably has took a while for you to get it about Man V Fat. Um, yeah. But obviously kept playing the league, which is important. Yes. Um, and keep banging that drum. And we just want to talk a little bit about <clears throat> getting to that point of, of struggling a little bit and not getting your head around it and then how you've... Uh, eventually managed to do such and, and this is why we're doing the podcast because we've we've been involved I mean Stu's been involved in a heavy amount of leagues uh, in the northwest, and we see players come and go uh, and players who don't get it and it's it's not all plain sailing that's you said so it's a message to you guys out there who are really wanting that you know that, that second chance in the kind of thing and this is this is this is really a shout out to you guys so I'm Gonna bring it over to you. So, you started in Manchester. Yeah, day one. Day one. Day one. First impressions? Uh, probably the same that everyone else has said. Sweaty room full of men. Uh, it, it was it was strange. It was if 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 the if I'd have seen the ad probably twelve months before, I probably wouldn't have signed up because I I, I obviously came on my own. Didn't know anybody else there. A twelve months before, I probably wouldn't have done that. But I, I, you know, that January, I just decided to bite the bullet, turned up. Still got a bit of a, a good vibe in terms of felt comfortable and not. This is this is what I want to do. Give it a go. And just went on from there. Well, I kept you coming back every week. <clears throat> I think, well, the initial, obviously, the initial desire was to lose weight. Um, another thing for me was, I'd recently got married, sort of moved out of the area of where I lived. Got older, so probably lost more friends than I, than I used to have. So it was it was a social thing as well. I wanted to, to meet new people and obviously people who were in a similar position to what I was at the time. Um, yeah, I've you know, met great friends, I'm still here, it's always something to look forward to in, in, in the week. You know, I always look forward to Mondays because I knew I was weighing in, I knew I was playing, I knew I was meeting up with lads I got on with. And it, it just went on from there, really. So who's the first person that, when you were there, who's the first person you gelled with? To be honest, I don't really... Because it, it was kind of weird, the team I was OB City, 
we were just like packed in a corner and probably five or six of the lads would have been there already I'd literally walked in the room so I didn't really I think the only person I probably spoke to was probably Rob Dixon legend of a man the legend that he is um, and it's just he, he seems like a really nice bloke and well, worked out was on the same team um, yeah and it was kind of right this is what's going to happen next week this is how this works off you go so I didn't really speak to that many people on the night but I will, what I, the one thing I'll never forget is our WhatsApp group was very very vocal from the start um, Stu will tell you we, we just got talking straight away and it, we never stopped really we were probably one of the most vocal groups in the whole of the league yeah. which I think showed in the fact we won we won the league in the very first season together a lot of us didn't know each other um, so yeah I think I think it's important to have that icebreaker in them whatsapp groups it's also a little bit easy to do that via whatsapp so um, you know obviously we had a little chat at registration but not a massive one um, but then when well, we, well we didn't really because you were told you were going to another team yeah. on registration tonight, yeah. so there was you Ben and Cy Alton were just on the other side of the room not yeah. knowing what team you were going to be on and I think we were on the other side kind of nobody knew each other out of that out of the other group so it was a little bit yeah it was and it, and it, it was then when we realised we were on the same team we were in the WhatsApp group uh, that, that icebreaker who you are and, and you know where you live and who you support and stuff like that is really important and it just started from there really didn't it I mean the one thing I'd never forget is before we got put in our teams and the Manchester group was just a free for all where everyone just commented about all sorts it was it was, it was, it was pretty exciting to be honest because you just had a hundred lads who'd never met each other just giving each other grief in a WhatsApp group and I'll never forget there was one lad who went I, I, can't, I, I can't remember what I actually said but then this lad went well it's alright because uh, you're not going to win the league I'm going to win the league so if you're not on my team you're not going to win it turned out that lad was Ross Hunter <laughs> 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 we were on the same oh, team no, no, no. and we won the league so you know there you go Shout out, shout out to co-host Ross, Yeah, Ross at a wedding today, didn't he? He's just texting. Sorry, lads, hope it's going well. Uh, well, yeah, there we are, Ross. It's got the levers. My hand. What an absolute idiot. That's the most Ross thing Ross has ever said. Yeah. Ross is a It went on from there, and like you say, and it was a, it was a really good group. As the season went on, and obviously we were successful, we'd won the league, um, you know, bullied on the pitch a little bit and, and done the business off the pitch. Um, as the seasons went on with, with your weight loss, um, what were you getting it from, you know, that side of things? Well, first season for me, I, started, I, I, I set off quite well, so I'd also joined up Slimming World probably the week before Man versus Fat. The wife signed up, so I thought I'd go with her. And the first two or three weeks, and I actually thought this is quite easy. It's an easy thing to do. And then I hit like week four or week five, and then it was just like a wall. And I just kind of there was no kind of trigger. You know, nothing had happened. There was no traumatic event or any issues going on at the time. I think I, I think because I'd coasted the first three or four weeks thinking it's easy 
and I kind of took my foot off the gas and I just stopped and it was hard to get back. The thing with me is if I stop, it, it takes me a while to get back into it again, to get back in the mindset. Um, and the thing that was weird as well is, because we were pretty successful that first season, everyone else flew out of the blocks and didn't really look back for most of them. I mean, out of the 10, 11, it was the lot. Probably nine, eight or nine were, you know, wading through. I mean, Ross Hunter was charging away after the after Golden Move Award. And it was like, I kind of hung on the coattails really, because I was, I was living off the back of everyone else's success while I wasn't really concentrating on myself. And it, like I say, it took, I think the second season would probably all struggle, with the exception of Stu Norman declared he was going to win the Golden Move again, which he did. But I think as a team, we, we all kind of struggled really, apart from you. Um, and it showed yeah. on the pitch and where we finished in the league. Yeah. And again, I, I couldn't I couldn't feel part of that. I, I did feel part of it, but in terms of... I, I, I didn't feel I was contributing to it in a way that I should have done. Um, so it's probably only about season three, really, where it, it kind of clicked and something went off and that's when I started to, to get it, if you like. I think that's an easy thing to do because you say you've just been running with the pack, essentially, haven't you? Yeah. Um, so you've been running with the pack and then the pack kind of disperses a few people, a few lads go and say, well, I'm here now, I've lost the weight I need to do, I'm going to give it up, I'm going to go away from Man V Fat. And then it's kind of like down to you and it's like, that realism then hits you and it, hits you. it doesn't hit you soft, does it? It's a hard landing. So, when that hit you, what did you do to get yourself out of the first that bubble? What, what did you do to really go, come on? Come well, on, on. I think at the start, I, obviously, we've seen people getting personal accolades, getting 5% certificates, 10% certificates, getting Golden Move Awards, Top Scorer Awards, and, and part of me think, I want some of that. But I can't, you know, I need to do the work to, 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 to get there. Um, and yeah, it was probably, like I say, it wasn't until maybe season three, season four, I got my first 5% certificate. And just the feeling I got when I got it, I was like, I've earned this. It took me a while to get it, but I feel like I've earned it, and I, and I want more of it. And at the time as well, in, in, in that particular season, I think we were on for the title again. I think that was the year we won it again. But we were all, everyone in the group was competitive. So everyone was egging each other on. We were all sending each other, like, Stuart put a picture of him out walking at 10 o'clock at night. And then someone else would say, right, well, I've seen him do it. I'm doing it. I was like, right, well, I've seen them two doing it. I'm doing it as well. We so before you know it, there was four or five people out walking the streets. And we all put that, put that uh, profile on Crime Watch. So have you seen it? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the, all, the, all the time while the uh, Manchester pushing cases were going up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah these five fat lads walking around the streets of Manchester. <laughs> definitely, definitely, uh, I think definitely Gary was at least followed by the police on two occasions. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, just to pause that you there a little bit, uh, I'm trying to bring Sai in now. So you come, you joined um, Man V Fat, it had been going for a couple of seasons, I think, hadn't it? Yeah. Um, where did you see it? What, what was the moment that you thought, yeah, this is for me? Um, so I saw it on the BBC One show 
Uh, that goal, that goal show. Yeah. When it was that goal scored. Don't, don't talk about that goal. <laughs> no, you mean the one show. That was oh, Beauty uh, Breakfast. That was Beauty Breakfast, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, I saw, saw it on there and I think it was, I think Ted Robbins came, did he, something, and he came to the Armitage Centre. Uh, I was on that. There you were. Yeah. You, Ross and Cy. Oh, you were on it? I yeah. was, yeah. So, yeah, I just, you know, wanted to lose weight, get back into sport, and it just you know, appealed to me. And uh, Going there, it was, well, it was quite scary, you know, because it was established league and decent football, to be fair. And um, Yeah, it was hard at the start. What, what did you initially, did it... The first season was it a, a case of um, you know getting your head around it? Was it a case of struggling? Was it a case of not really knowing what it was about? I mean, your your team was quite a close team, yeah, um, and you you were quite tight as a team. Did you feel as though that everyone got it on that team? Did you feel it was a bit of a uh, turn up and kick a ball about a bit or? I, yeah, I think you know half has probably got it within that team. Um, I mean, myself included, I, I probably wasn't you know didn't pick it up straight away. Um, but you know, just kept kept going, kept going on Saturdays, um, the extra matches and stuff, and you know just trying to you know get that you know get it over there. Get get into that routine. Yeah. Um, both of you have actually. Points have both double leagued as well. Yeah. So you both played in Manchester and you both played in Salford at the same time. Yeah, still do for me. Still do. You still have double league. How, how, how does that work? How does that help? Does it give you a bit more focus? Is it just like, a bit more football? Bit of both, really. Bit of both. I mean, yeah, you get the extra football. I mean, for me, the way I am at the minute, because um, I'm the captain of. Standing captain, sorry, should I say, Borussia Dortmund in the Manchester League. Um, so for me, I, I have to, for that team, lead by example. And when it comes to Thursdays in Salford for Manchester United, um, our two captains have been away the last few weeks, so again, I've kind of had to step in really. And so you're finding yourself kind of in that respect. You, kind of looking out for the welfare of both teams that you want to sort of lead by example where you can and hope everyone else follows so it's been a bit of a tough few weeks for me really but on the plus side is both teams have been doing really well on the weight loss so I like to think I've had some kind of input with that without actually contributing myself directly yeah um, as well as that obviously getting weighed twice a week it means I can weigh in on a Monday see where I am on the Monday and then it gives me the push down if I know I'm coming up to like a percentage or a bonus by Thursday yeah. I know well, I've got time to put the effort in and try and get over the line get over the line by Thursday vice versa as well obviously Thursday to Monday so it, work, it works kind of okay for me at the minute yeah what are you say? yeah I think that was the biggest part of the double league that I took from it that you, you couldn't have a heavy weekend because you, you was getting weighed on on Monday and going into the weekend you had to be good on the first you know for the Thursday so you know it probably was one of the reasons why I, 
I stopped the Mondays because it was just too hard, you know. And yeah, it becomes a bit much. Yeah, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of commitment, you know, to the, to the, uh, to the thing and the few, you know. We, we when you've done a full day's work, you, you know, it's hard to, to do, to do the extra matches as well and, and to do that. But what, um, just what, what I haven't just touched on about the social side of things. Um, from a social point of view, how do, how do you see it? Do you see it as obviously you've played for a couple of team, different teams over mm. both leagues, still in some contact with them guys, the social side of, of it, of, of, which is something we probably don't um, necessarily touch on a lot. Yeah. Is, is that um, not only is the programme excellent for losing weight, great for health and getting back into football. Good for good for mental health as well, which you've touched on quite a bit. But the actual social side of it, actually, you know, meeting a, a group of guys, it's, it's really difficult. Just going back to what you were saying earlier about how we view our childhoods and, 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 and stuff like that. Yeah. You always look for it through rose-tinted glasses, don't you? Yes. But I think one of the biggest changes in modern society from when I was in my twenties, coming up to me, you know, two years off forty. And one of the biggest things is that, and it happens as you get older, obviously, is your social life changes. Um, and I think Man Fat Football, from a social perspective, of there was probably a time there, I've got quite a good social group, but there was probably a time there where I wouldn't see my mates from one week to the next. But coming and, and playing football once a week and weighing in and having a chat with some guys who, who were your teammates, massive for me. At the time, you probably don't realise that you were socially a little bit um, out on your own. And I think in my twenties, I was a very social person. You're out every weekend, you go to the pub, and, and, and yeah. you know. And as you get older, that changes a little bit. But I think in modern society, that's even less. Even there's even less um, opportunity to be social, face to face with someone, having a chat with somebody. Um, and it's why things like that with that and then, you know, other well, things. Well, all like we've said before, there's, there's things we've probably said to each other in a WhatsApp group. I, I probably haven't even told my own actual mates outside of Man versus Fat. Mm. So that's the kind of difference, you know, Man versus Fat and the WhatsApp groups definitely uh, have a social impact on. Yeah. But I. With it, well, with it, in the social side, I, th I think you say, yeah, you know, when, when we do want to meet up, like we do want that, you know, not just football related um, social activities, you are actually opening yourself up to activities and so do something that, you know, you wouldn't normally do with, you know, your normal group of friends who are like, do you want to do something? Maybe go out for an activity and just, uh, even a non-sporting activity, you've still got that, yeah, because it's kind of, it's, it could be, it, could, it still could be centred down a weight loss or a fat loss, um, but also, again, if we were all going to go out for a drink, you wouldn't get that one mate going, oh come on mate, just have another drink, have another drink, have another, you know, I'll have a shot. And it's like, you're all in going, that's actually less calories. Like, I'll take that one. Oh, I'll have that. What tastes like? Oh, I'll have that. Taste like. You say this, but the last time we went out together as a team, uh, somebody made us drink bottles of hooch. <laughs> Who was that? I can't remember. I want to say Cy Holden, but I can't. It's definitely Cy Was it definitely Cy Holden? Weirdly, the last time I, I see Robert and I, he also made me drink a bottle of hooch. Weatherspoons. Uh, right, when it's Weatherspoons offering you three bottles of hooch for some stupid, ridiculous price, like £5, and you don't want a beer, 
But the reason, but the reason they're offering you for that price is because it, it tastes like bleach. <laughs> that, that's the reason why it's that yeah. cheap. Well, that's it. I have, I have two, and I go. I don't want to drink anymore. I'd say I just don't want to drink anymore. So I go. Do you know what it is? <laughs> I don't mind the taste of it. I quite like it, but it gives me an awful, really bad hangover. Yeah. What, it, what is in it? I don't know. Sugar. Yeah, probably is sugar. It's probably, is, but it just gives me a terrible hangover. It's sugar downs, aren't you? Yeah, I think that, like, like we say, I think the social side of it, something that we don't really realise is, 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 a, is a massive thing for some for some people. Um, and another thing as well, actually, one other thing, I'll, sorry to but one thing I'll never forget, is after that first season, obviously, you got married. Mm. We all came to your wedding after, what, like 14 weeks of knowing each other, so we all came to your wedding. <laughs> I will never, ever forget the picture of Ross Hunter's face the morning after. It's yeah, one that's probably the it. most priceless picture I've ever seen. That's if you could define the worst hangover of all time, just put a picture of Ossie's yeah. face. That circulates, it surfaces quite often, that picture. I'm not surprised. It literally, the last two people at the whole wedding, this is even after myself and, and Tiff had left, was, uh, was Ross and Simon Holford. The last two people at the whole wedding. <laughs> they were absolutely just a mess, just a right mess. Oh dear, oh dear. No, in terms of like the WhatsApp group, I know because well, it's not even the drinking side of it, though, is it? No, no. it's not even the drinking side of it. Drink, you know, we go out, we go out very sparsely, really, don't we? Yeah, it's, 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 it's end of the season. Yeah, it tends to be end Yeah, but uh, it's not even that. It's it's the fact that you know, at least minimum once a week, you're out the house, you're going to see mates, and you're going to play a bit of football. You yeah. know, it's 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 such a huge thing for for some. If you if you're somebody who's, who's massively massively socially isolated, and got many friends, maybe you know, you know, I know a lot of our guys up and down the country. Probably a lot of them work from home, don't see people on a on a on a daily basis. Just to know that once a week you're going to be going out the house for a couple of hours, kicking a ball about, and having a bit of a crack yeah, yeah. With, with, with the lads in not just in your in your you know team. But in your league as a whole, I think I think that's a huge thing for a lot of guys, um, no, particularly I'll, as you get older. I'll, I'll agree because certainly extra games have helped. Because I said I started speaking to sign the extra games because when you're on your teams, you don't necessarily because of the, the staggered times, you don't necessarily yeah, see, see each other week in week out and sign. Every week, you'd be turning up to extra games. Yeah. Every single week. Why? Because you wanted to lose the weight, and you made friends from them extra games. Uh, I think there was there, there's a bond with the Saturday lads because it it was that you know majority of the time it was the same guys all the time. So there was a team in that side of it. Um, not you know playing in the extra games. So. And that that the extra games are important because you bring a league closer together. Yeah. yeah, and that is certainly one thing that, as a as a being on the inside, obviously, and man, if you have been part of the central team, it's something that we realise needs to happen to a lot of leagues. Is they need to be closer as leagues, not just you're in your teams, and that's some of probably that we've been we were quite guilty of that. To be fair, at all being the first couple of seasons of being like. It's all about us, forget everybody else, forget everybody else in the league, yeah, don't really like anybody else, don't really talk to anybody else. And yeah. you do kind of create these, you do create these kind of 
um, impressions of guys from other teams because it drives you on not to not to yeah. get beat on the scales firstly and not to get beat on the pitch secondly. And you do create these kind of oh, oh god, there's so and so and and then when you do go to the extra games and over the course of that and you do get to know these guys and everyone's yes. Not really anybody you don't like. No. You know what I mean? Well, that, we've been quite lucky in terms of the Manchester League and the Salford League because of the extra games and the amount of times the guys meet up. You can quite easily say that both leagues, is, there's not, there's very rarely been any bad eggs really over both leagues. They've all pretty much got on with each other. Yeah. And I think that the extra games have made a, a massive difference to that. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, there have been flashpoints over the years, but you know. Yeah, I mean, there's one or two, but one or two over, but you could probably say. Knocking three years. Two, three hundred yeah, lads yeah. over yeah, three yeah. years. I think that's that's pretty. It's pretty good. Pretty good odds. Yeah. So I try and get a bond. Is there? So I've just joined the Stanley Bridge League um, on a Friday night. So, you, so let, we'll give a bit of background. So you stopped playing for a little bit, haven't you? Yeah, I stopped, um, playing, stopped playing for a little bit. Worst decision I ever made. <laughs> really, I needed a break. Um, but it's important, and yeah, this is. I'd like to touch on that having a break as well. Yeah, you're quite an intense person, Roman. When you when you're at these leagues, I think it's safe, it's safe to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're quite intensely, you know, ironic. Um, to do that for over a longer period of time does sometimes burn you out a little bit. Mm. Um, taking a break, taking a season out or a couple of weeks out. I know you, Si, have struggled previously uh, and have said, you know, I'm going to just have a break from it. Yeah, just before Christmas. Yeah. I just wasn't enjoying football anymore and didn't want to be there and just, you know, to get that hunger back again after Christmas and, you know, just to kick on from there, was it really did help. Yeah. Just that break away. Does it's powerful as well because you know you need a break. It's not like oh, it's not you're getting you're not you're not giving up. You're not going oh, I need yeah. a break. Oh, just you know what, just I'm stopping. No, it's, it comes to a point where you need a break. And I've said to the lads on the on the Friday league, I said, listen guys, I says you've got 14 weeks. If you ever want that one week off or a week off where you don't you just find to struggle, just have a week off. Yeah. Don't force yourself because you know you're gonna. As long as you don't go massively over, so say if you're 100 kilograms, right, um, and you're averaging maybe a, a kilogram loss, well, don't go well, next week weighing 104 kilograms because you're just trying for just putting 500 grams on that week. Just chill out a bit and then come back full throttle. Oh, not, not too much full throttle, but pacing yourself again to the end of the season. You're gonna learn, you're gonna lose more weight doing that than you are going. Steadhead, and then at the end of the season, just going right, I'm binge weary, and just put it all back on. And that's that's the kind of lifestyle you lead. It's not, and that thing that's when I and you know when in the first league, first season of OB, um, and when I first started in my first season of OB as well, you're on it, and then it creeps up on you. It's like you've gone down to a bit, and now I, I'll, I'll average like 90k or 95k, and I got to, you know that's where I want to be, but I'm at 95 at the moment. So it's managing that mindset of leveling yourself out. And mm. so if you said you've gone, yeah, struggle a bit, need a rest, regroup, move on. Is that what you did? Is that what you just? I think I think you'll I know you'll probably 
you're first to agree with me, Sides. I think there was a lot of pressure on you. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's pressure on you to lose weight, obviously, because that's what the programme is. The programme is accountability. The programme is support, peer support, support your coach to, to, to make them changes and lose weight. I think sometimes, as, as particularly as you've been playing, I mean, you know, Ants, you're like, what, three years, coming for three years yeah. into playing Manly Fat Football. Um, it, do, it can be quite intense, week in, week out, and it is a point where you've got to say, you know what, I'm going to try and even maintain this weight for a while, I might not score any points, be dead open and honest and say, listen lads, I'll be there every week, I'll play the football, so, but I just need a break away from creating that deficit week in, week out. Also, it might be a case that I need to take a step back from the league, light side, but what you've got to realise is the league's always going to be there for you, yeah. the lads are always going to be there for you, no matter what, you know, and having a little breather and a little rest and going again, that can, that can help massively, particularly if you're struggling as well. Particularly if you're struggling uh, and, you, and, and it's just getting too much for you, it's okay to take a little break away from it. Whether that's you take a break from the league as a whole, or whether that's you take a break from, from weight or to try and maintain your weight, I think that's important. That it's not obviously we want you to, to lose weight week in, week out as coaches, but we also know that that's not always the sole reason that you might be playing man with fat football. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what's made a difference for me, which I, I never would have even thought of before. Like, obviously, with OB, we were competitive, we wanted to win every game, we wanted to lose as much weight as possible, so you was always trying to trying to win all the time. I went to Salford, joined Scoffenheim. Scoffenheim, in a way, was rebranded OB, because a lot of the guys came over. Um, <laughs> obviously, apart from Robert, because he, he, he wouldn't go. Um, obviously Sai came over a couple of other guys from Manchester so again it was all people we knew but again it was the it was the same mentality win lose weight win at all costs and I, cause I've been doing this for three years and it's pretty rare that I've, I've missed I've missed the odd week in three years probably for holidays and things like that and I took a break away so I, we took about four or five weeks away from each league and I've come back, joined different teams, different lads, some of which I've never met before. And because it's not the same mentality, it's more lose the weight. Not so much win in terms of win the games or win the league, yeah. just concentrate on losing the weight. And it's a completely different environment. And it seems to work better if that makes sense yeah So because you're just concentrating on the weight loss it's, it's more sustainable it's, it is it is and you feel kind of you don't feel as stressed out or the weeks where you don't lose you know you don't feel too disheartened but then you don't feel you have to motivate yourself as much to get back in it again yeah I think there is an element, definitely an element to that. I, and I, I do know where you're coming from, having played, um, obviously with OB in Manchester and, and whatnot, and I do think that it is, um, there is an element of, we burn bright, yeah. but, but you know, it was but, never going to last for three years. But, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, both ways work, but obviously one has a, 
one is yeah. One one is gonna last longer. Yeah. You know, I saw a and I saw a picture of you recently. Um, from when you first, I think it was one you might have posted or somebody's posted on Facebook of you the first league champions. Um, of you. Um, all by the whole of you guys to obviously me knowing you now. Oh. Jesus, Mary and Josie. Different person. Yeah. Yeah. And that's from a pair that I feel that, you know, struggled and now it's clicked. And you know what? So the, t- the team, um, there's a fellow who plays on both teams of ours. So on mine on Sailor Bridge and on yours on Manchester League. And he points you out as his biggest inspiration. Sean Lever. Sean Lever. Yeah, he's good lads, He says, do you know what? He says, that guy is, is, has done it all. And when I say he's done it all, I don't mean lost, you know, lost and blah, blah. I mean, gone through them really bad struggles. Yeah. Anyone who's got a, anyone's got a struggle on the WhatsApp, Ant's always the one to bring you back up to it and go, listen, mate. Yeah. We know, we know. And you can, you can attest to that. And you don't you don't preach at all. It's a friendly voice that you give, and you talk to somebody who generally cares. And, and I think because of it's players like you who are really a testament to Man B Fat. I think what you've got, what we have to realise is, and, and uh, we've had some amazing guys who've done incredibly well and what else on this podcast. Yeah, you know, uh, Ned. Uh, Albert was all in the early days, obviously yeah. Ross, who's now host despite being at a wedding today. <laughs> um, yeah, we've had some really, really incredible Wales stories, but what we've, we've never really had anybody on, and I think that the next podcast will also touch on this. Yes. I think we've never really had anybody who said, you know what, I didn't come out of the box lying, and I didn't, and it did take me a while to get it. Um, but, sustainably, over the course of three years I am in a better place mm. physically I think mentally probably yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, think absolutely. you know absolutely. socially what we, we, we talked on as well it doesn't always have to be I'm coming out of blocks at 100 mile an hour I'm going to lose my weight in two seasons that's me gone I think yeah. we've been a little bit guilty a part of me at the start wanted to do that yeah. like when I, I'd seen the likes of Ross and you fly out the blocks and lose the weight you know fairly quickly part of me wanted to do that and then part of me thinking well it's a complete lifestyle change you've got to completely change your lifestyle and then once you've hit that target that you've aimed for you're then going to have to change it back because you can't sustain doing that same thing day in day out and so well how do you adjust back again without putting the weight back on I mean obviously you you and Ross are, are still doing it it's all fair play so, to yeah, you but, yeah but in all honesty and Ross will admit this Ross, is, Ross come flying out of the box I, I did second season we both currently put weight back on mm. well Ross is Ross himself uh, you know self uh, said that he's he's a, he's a switch or, it's a switch or a dial mm. you know he's a switch Ross is a switch I'm a switch I'm a switch I'm more of a dial yeah you know what I mean? You can dial up and dial it and dial it back and um, sets longer. Yeah. I mean, I've never. I mean, compared to when I first started, obviously I've gradually gone down. I've slightly gone back up in the last since Christmas. But prior to that, 
I've never really fluctuated. I've never really gone down and right back up and down and back up. So I, I've sort of been in a consistent level gradually going down. And it works. It works for me. Yeah. It works for me. Well, if someone said something at work the other day, there's a guy at work who's um, seen, my, seen my weight loss and whatnot. And he's come to me and says, how do you lose weight? And I said, well, what's your, what do you currently eat and whatnot? He says, I'll eat this and eat that. I says, well, don't change eating habits. Yeah, he, he drunk a lot of coke. Yeah. And uh, he'd eat rubbish for breakfast. But now he's eating like a wrap for breakfast. And he's, he's having like one can of coke a day or two cans of coke a week or whatever. He's lost like eight kilograms in like six weeks. Yeah. Just that change. Yeah. He's bouncing about work now. Really, he's bouncing about work. And it's a, it's a lifestyle change, and I think what you just hit on there is different people lead different lifestyles. It's like Stu and me, we could switch a different lifestyle, we could go from eating takeaways to cooking a meal because we can cook, right? We can cook. There's a lot of people out there who don't know how to cook because, for whatever reason, they've had experience, and that, that going from takeaways to learning to cook. You don't learn to cook overnight. When you learn a cookery course, it's how long? When you, you know, it's and to get comfortable with cooking, it's not overnight, is it? So it's a complete lifestyle change. And you still, you know, guys out there, you've got to realise that if you're trying to do a lifestyle change and you expect that dramatic weight loss in the first season, don't. Stu, I remember Stu was talking to some people. Uh, I think when you were coaching um, Manchester League, and he said, "Listen, don't aim for a season." We're in January. There's going to be four seasons between now and December. Yeah. Aim for December. Yeah. And don't weigh yourself each day. And don't count calories for each day. Count calories for a week. And if you prolong it like that, it's so much easier to get it. You've got to big picture it. Yeah. It will be an overnight change. It's not going to be an overnight change. Um, and you've just got some big picture it and say, where do I want to be in five years? And mm. five years seems like a massive amount of time. And it is. But, you know, it's five years out of your life making changes that's going to last you for the next 30, 40 years of your life. Depending yeah. on how old you mm. 40, I'm 42 years now. <laughs> panicking. Wow. So, Sorry. fit for 40, Stu. Fit for 40. Fit for 40. Yeah. Bring you in again, so I like, I think, you be first in the new struggles on throughout time when we fat, yeah. had some amazing weight loss and then got back and yo-yoed quite a bit. But I know um, coming back post Christmas you've been successful. Um, particularly on you've been measuring yourself once a week, which yeah. it's not always I think sometimes uh, it's really difficult from our point of view with my um, business head on because obviously the best way to, to measure the quickest way to measure progress is on the scale we know that that's not the be all and end all we realise that that's, that's sometimes lads can obsess over that number um, we know it's not the best but it's, it's what we have available to us we'd love to get everybody into a body pod and see how much fat they've, the actual real fat they've lost over the course of seven days but obviously that's not you know possible yeah um, I would always encourage guys to to you know take proper measurements over the course of you know 
at the start of the 14 weeks and the end of 14 weeks, we take your waste, but you know, you also, if you, <laughs> if you want to get properly measured, don't see John Hargreaves. Do it, yeah, because <laughs> well. he has a tape measure the wrong way around. <laughs> well, forgive that, was uh, month, last Monday, oh, no, no, <laughs> so I've lost 10 kilograms, but I've gained 10 centimeters <laughs> on my waist. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tape measure doesn't lie. And then after about 10 lads in, he went, I've had it the wrong way around. <laughs> just, we just stopped measuring their waist for the rest of the night. We just gave up. Well, yeah, in theory, in theory, yeah, that's what that's what we should do. Yeah. I know you've... Inches, right? Centimetres wise, what have you lost since Christmas, right? Uh, 56 centimetres. 56 centimetres now. Yeah. That's massive, that's huge, that's really, yeah. really good. That's um, brilliant. And that's another way of measuring it that's not necessarily just related to the scales, which is better and more accurate, should we say. Well, it is, because measuring on the scales is not necessarily measuring fat loss. It's measuring body weight loss. But measuring inches is a whole new different story, because you... There's a lot of fat to come from around your, around your midsection. You know, what muscle is going to tone up, so that's going to make you thinner, but also the fat loss dramatically, and that's going to be making you smaller as well. So I think it's, it's again, it's what we say, looking at that. I think it's again, it's looking at that big picture kind of thing, isn't it? Um, yeah, definitely. A, a proper cross section of where you actually are using, you know five or six different areas in your, on your body to measure um, rather than just be like on the scales. So looking at the bigger picture, Ty, between now and Christmas, with two and a half, three seasons apart maybe, yeah. what's your picture in terms of lifestyle change, weight loss that you, you want to achieve? Achievable by, 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 standard, by, by your own standards. I think, I think another one that I've been looking at uh, with a guy called Connor James, who a few of you guys know, and just identifying the, the barriers that I have within the year, like weddings, um, sports events, um, birthdays, stuff like that, and actually talking about them, preparing for that, and then getting back on it afterwards. And I think, um, you know, doing that... It, Identifying them barriers, you know, does help. Um, recently, I had my birthday in February, um, and we, you know, we, we planned it to have, you know, a few days grace afterwards, and then get back on it, and it did actually help. Um, next week, I've got I'm going to the Cheltenham uh, to the races, and we, you know, we've, we've we've come up with a plan of what we're going to do before it. We're going to measure. Um, Plan all my, my food out for the week, and then an exit strategy after you know getting back into daily routine and uh, you know getting back onto that you know eating healthier. That's that's really good because I've I mean, I've never thought about an exit strategy. You've always planned for the event, haven't you? But you've yeah. never planned after the event. Well, I've never planned after the event. I don't know about anyone else. So that that seems like that's really helping to you. But that is the first time I thought of it. Well. Kind of come up with it, and uh, it's like it's like it's like when you go on holiday, and it's like you, you normally give yourself a few days grace, don't you? And 
to get back into to, to normal life and before you go back 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 into work and it's the same with this. You know, notifying you know, seeing them barriers that I've got so that, you know, within the air and approaching them better and not having, you know having a few days grace rather than having three, four weeks, bad weeks and getting, you know, losing half yeah, the time. I think the thing is particularly like let's say it's a birthday it's a holiday after it's over the next day I think a lot of times we're like right back on it now and I think you are right switch that dial back up a little bit and just say right okay well you know I'm going to start eating a little bit healthy over the next couple of days and then hopefully back into where I was prior to me already or prior yeah. to my birthday so was that generally that the lifestyle you alluded it's like I see an event I'm going to make the most of that event like say races you'd have a few yeah. beers on the day um fair few beers on the day should we say making the most of it and then it's like ugh after yeah because you you know you, you feel you feel crap because obviously the hangover's coming and um, it's, it's hard to get back into that and you know you'll, you'll have like a you know a fast food breakfast or something and then that'll just spiral out you know and, and you won't actually get back on it and by, by the time you know it it's a week two three weeks past uh, but having this like, exit strategy in place allows me to have that time and think about that time that I need to get back on to you know back on it again I think you will as well because I think obviously I've known you for, for about a year year and a half now and the thing I've noticed with you is like, you'll do really well one week and you can lose like three or four kilograms and a smile on your face it's, it's good to see really is yeah. and then the week after you can put on a hundred grams and the mood completely changes it's yeah. like it's like the world's ended and then it usually takes a while for you to get back in it again so I think this exit, you know, exit strategy could be really really good for you because yeah. in terms of if you put on 100 grams one week it's, it's not the end of the world if you've lost 3 kilograms a week before 100 grams a week after isn't isn't a major drama yeah, you, and you, the thing with you you're a very sociable guy you are you are out probably most weekends at events and stuff like that so I think reviewing each one like that I think it will make a massive massive difference to you I think if you lose 3-4 kilograms in a week you expect to lose that again or half of that and when you don't when you hit 100 grams it's just like you, you know you, you expect it all the time I think I think the thing is it's again, it's it's looking at that bigger picture, isn't it? Yeah. And it's you know, like and you obviously I coach I um, over two leagues, and you absolutely spot on. I remember you come and you go, I lost three kilograms, big buzzing. Next week, hundred kilograms on at the end of the world. You might have lost three, put hundred on, lost you know, put maybe half on again the week after, but then lost another two. And actually looking at the big picture and saying, all right, well, over the last six weeks, I'm down, I'm still lost. You know, I'm down four kilos. Yeah. I've had three losses and three gains, but the, the bigger picture is I'm down four kilos, but you wouldn't ever look at it like You'd be like, from one week to the next, that's a game. I think, I think it'd game. be different if you lost three kilograms one week, and then the week after you put five kilograms on. Then I probably would be getting disheartened and thinking, right, well, what do I need to do? But to go from a three kilogram loss to... 100, 200 grand gain the week after. It's, it's the grand scheme of things, it's, it's nothing. 
You don't have to say it, but can you remember what you weighed in the first weighing after Gian after December? After Christmas, sorry. This year? Yeah, you don't have, you don't have to say yeah. the figures. Well, well, I weighed, uh, yeah. so I weighed 218 kilograms, I think it was. Right, so. so, in the bigger picture, the first weighing next year, you just got to weigh less. Yeah. Bottom line. You can do that. Yeah. Now, you've got the, now you've got that game-changing exit strategy. I think that's working for you, because the way we've yeah. just been speaking to you the last five minutes shows me that that's going to work. Or yeah. shows us that's going to work. Yeah, for like like for me, is it identifying them boundaries, them, them barriers that you know stumble across, and you know finding that you know working with 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 Connor has helped. Good lad, Connor. Yeah, yeah Connor, Connor's been on our podcast, and, he, and uh, yes. he's, uh, he's he's actually going to be doing a memory pack talks as well. Is he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So look out for that. <laughs> uh, I think maybe next. Well, don't know when this goes out, but yeah. So look out for that anyway. It might be next week from the recording of this. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, I was, I was in Connor's class on Thursday, and uh, another person on this table was going to join me as well, but slept in. Um, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, <laughs> oh me, um, right. I'm all over the show at the moment. <laughs> but um, I said I've had a tough couple of weeks, but I'm, I'm, I'm back on it now, and Connor's really showing the support and getting back, so he's such a good instructor. Such yeah, he's a good lad, Connor, he is. He really is. Um, but yeah, I think that is important to, to look at it like that. And you bit the nail on the head. Do you know what? If 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 next next Christmas you're only ten kilograms lighter, yeah, that's okay because it's ten kilograms. You're still better off than what you were. You know what I mean? And then the, the following, you maybe only ten kilograms. That that's the way you've got to look at it. It's going to take time, yeah. but you know what? Little changes. Exit strategy sounds amazing, really good concept. Well, they only use that uh, because when I was in the Manchester League, um, one of my first weigh-ins after Christmas was, I think I was 94.8. The following year, I was 94.2. So, 600 grams, but to me, that told me that I've not put on weight that year. I'd gone right down and come back up because I, I loved my life and I was physically fit, running half marathons. And at the end of it, I'd not put on weight. And the, the smile and the feeling I had, I was just like, take on the world. Come and get me, world. I'm ready for you. Honestly. Mm-hmm. So, so Anne, what's, glad to give me things. What's your picture? Well, I've, I've got a, a 5K rough runner uh, lined up in June this year. I'm doing that. I need to get my head. So... Um, like see, I've not well, kind of a bit of both really. I've enjoyed life since Christmas and big holiday at Christmas and one or two issues at home, which are now sort of easing off. So I'm ready now to sort of get back on the saddle again and get into it. I've got my best of berry order got delivered yesterday, so I've got a nice few weeks worth of uh, fresh meat lined up for cooking and meals and stuff. I was going to shout out the best in berry. Oh, we're going to get free. Got to get free meat one day. Got, got to, black card. Black card. I was looking at my order this morning. I was going to order this morning, but I thought to the missus, thought, you know what? Let's go down next next uh, next Saturday and, and go. So yeah, best in berry. I'm, best not, in I'm not going for a while because I've just done a week of being a pescatarian. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I've just given up 
meat for a week, so I'm just eating vegetables and fish, basically. Wow. I wonder what the smell was. So I say, it's breakfast. It's breakfast. No, I'm not going to be fish all week. Really? No, it's not a bad thing. No, sorry. I had a tuna salad yesterday. But yeah. You know what? You forget that's fish, don't you? Yeah. The tuna is tuna. So I'm like, oh. So we had some recently. This goes just through a bit. I need to eat more veg anyway, to be fair. I don't want to get into the old. I think it's quite easy just to eat pasta every day doing this. So I need to try and challenge myself to cook some proper veggie meals. But. Yeah, I've cooked some decent meals this week, nice veg curry, with a nice veg bolognese, so yeah, see how it goes. And I, I, I genuinely do, I like meat, it's not like I don't like meat, just, um, and it's not necessarily, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not necessarily a decision that I've made because, um, a dietary decision either, it's just, it feels like a bit of an ethical decision, uh, I think modern, Factory farm is great, and some videos do shock me massively. Did you see doing the rounds? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna see how we go. I'm not, I'm not craving it all week, to be fair. I think you do. I mean, I gave for Lent one time. I gave up meat and alcohol. Didn't, didn't crave it once, at all. Yeah. Probably because I, did, I didn't go go past the barbecue. Because when you smell barbecue, it's like. Well. That's one of the issues. I'm going to do this long term and I want to try and do it for a minimum a year. Um, I've got a barbecue in August for, for my wife's birthday and that's going to be a massive challenge because obviously I'm going to offer offer meat to the guests and whatnot. But yeah, it's going to be a big well, challenge. You're, you're going to be cooking it with all the Yeah, I'm going to be cooking it, it with trying it. Waft the meat in your face while you're doing a veggie kebab. I think you've got to get really, um, uh, you've got to get really clever with how you use fish. And, uh, on a barbecue yeah. and try and do myself some kind of fish. You like know, fish, do you? The best place for fish in the bin. Is the bin? I would have said the, the sea, bin. probably. <laughs> either, either. As long as you keep it away from me, I don't mind. Go on, so you're about to say something else, I think, after the rough, rough run of something else you were... Oh, yeah, to. so I'm going to... Um, I've been thinking about getting a personal trainer as well. We know a good one. Yes, yes. Well, it's funny enough, I know him as well. Um, I've been having a chat with him over the last few weeks. Um, so I'm going to speak to him, see what he uh, what he suggests. Um, and yeah, hopefully getting back into getting back into the gym again. And so we've got a new season starting on Monday in Manchester. Um, it's going to be the first full season where I'm the player facilitator. So I want to sort of not race off out the blocks like we've said before, but I, I want to be I want to be consistent this season. I want to at least try and get a loss every fourteen week every week for fourteen weeks. Just see where that puts me at the end of that season. Now you're the player facilitator. Is it are you going to be kind of um, with your eyes open more to the players of the league and, and see where the, where the struggling players are that you can just have a quiet word with? Or well, funny enough, yeah. I mean, I've only been doing it now for like this is the third week last week I've been doing it for. It, and already I, I can sort of spot a few things going on um, so hopefully I can get um, try and speak to those lads or you know, rope John in the coach to, to get involved as well and see what we can do What's the best advice you've actually given to yourself that's carried you on that you might want to offer to other people? Just never give up um, never give up I mean like I've been doing this for sort of three years now and 
there's, there's not a week that I've thought I don't want to I don't want to go you know it's different if I've been on holiday but there's never one week where I've I've wanted to shy away from it or even if I know I've put on before getting, getting weighed in I've never wanted to say I'm, I'm not going just because I know I've put on weight just just keep plugging away I think that when players do that it does happen if they know they've put on and they don't, they don't attend a session I think it's massive massively um, a step in the wrong direction yeah. I'll, put, I'll put my hand up to that I've done that I've yeah. shied away definitely yeah how do you feel when you've done that, when you've done that, you've really let the team down, and you know, and then obviously once you see the bigger picture, you, you just let yourself down at the end of the day, and you know, you need to get back on it yourself. And but it's important that you, because um, what happens is when players do that is they, they might put on a week that goes to two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, good chance they'll drop from the league. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you have to go and. And you know what? Be accountable for that. Say, yeah, right, but bad week, nowhere I went wrong. You know, back on it the next week. When you don't do that, and you don't, and you're not accountable to yourself firstly, and then obviously to your teammates as part of the program and whatnot. That can easily spiral into two, three, four, like I say, five weeks, and then then there's, there's, there's real issues. Then. So, I think we we can say we can all say for say we've not had a flawless season we've all put on weight at some point during a season mm-hmm. and I always feel that when you do have that week where you do put on the weight you've got to turn up because you've got more chance of losing weight the following week yeah yeah absolutely yeah. That's it. Thing, if, you, yeah. if you look at it like that it's like well I've put on two kilograms I can lose a kilogram next week and still get a goal yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly yeah. and then in two weeks I'm back to where I was and I know what to keep going yeah I think not only that, but it, like I know, like Sai said, he don't want to let his teammates down. But I think for me, it's it's about keeping the trust, keeping the bond within the team. Turning up just to weigh in is is part of the struggle. So if you turn up and you weigh in, even if you've put on, I think it show it still shows the rest of your teammates that you, that you do care, and you're opening yourself up then in terms of if you, if you need to talk to anybody, you need help. There'll always be people within Man v Fat that will that will provide it, whether it's within the team, whether it's the coach, whether it's the player facilitator. There will always be there will always be somebody. Um, I mean, one thing that I've picked up on, like I say, the last three weeks of, of the Manchester League is, is players still getting on goals in the last week of the season. It's like 14 weeks in getting an own goal. You know, we need to be looking at. What, what's going on with these guys and who's speaking to them and where they're up to where they're at and try and see you can help where wherever you can yeah I think the thing is it'd be interesting to see with those guys how many, how many uh, sessions you attended over the course of 14 weeks yeah that's true we have we what we as a company is we have some guys are what we class as completers and those are the guys who attend session at 10 sessions from 14 weeks class them as a completer they've you know given everything to the program kind of thing um, and their data compared to the data of somebody who attends less than 10 sessions is just massive and massive difference so uh, if, you, if you've attended 14 
weeks of a season and you still and you score on goal on week 14 then obviously there's some serious it's, issues yeah it's not it's not something's not working mm. it's, it's awful because I think with me when I see people like that and I'll see 40th week and I'll step off the scales and they'll be laughing about it and I'm thinking that's got to be a nervous laugh yeah, yeah. that's got to be a subconsciously afraid laugh because if you're generally laughing about the weight that you put on weight then why? Yeah, it's true. And I know week in, week out sometimes when someone's had the week off, come on, they're still hot and so you'll never be able to laugh about it. But that, when you've come to that deadline, the 14th week, and you've put on weight, it's like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it, you know. Yeah. It depends on the individual very much, that doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Not somebody who's previously has been playing for five seasons and has lost, like, you know, I don't know, 50 kilos, something like that, something massive, and then they have a really bad season, then yeah, alright, fair enough. But if it's somebody who struggled periodically, then, yeah. you know, there's got to be issues there. It's injuries as well. I think people will start to use uh, injuries as, as excuses not to lose weight, and you've had an injury too, you've lost weight during the injury. I can say, safely say that I've done the same. Um, Matt, now, who, where's Matt playing? Signal Skelton, yeah. Signal Skelton. Yeah. Where's, where's he playing now? He's, he's done the league down somewhere. Colchester. Yeah. I think it's Colchester. Yeah. Somewhere down yeah. Um He's one of the biggest losers uh, of being injured uh, on Manchester. I, I, I was. The last two biggest losers I had as a coach were both guys who got injured within the first three weeks and didn't play for the rest. So I, I think that that is just put that excuse in the bin. Yeah. But I've seen evidence of that you can still lose weight on a programme. Yeah. Um, still contribute to your team, still have the social side of it, still, you know, everything but the, the football because you're injured. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't think that's an argument that's valid. No. Just want to just ask a question. What's the biggest obstacle, and this goes out to you as well, Stu, what's the biggest obstacle that you've overcome in, in Man B Track football? It doesn't have to be massive, it could just be that little thing, that little... Let's turn this that quick win. Quick wins. What's the, what's the biggest turnaround you mean? Yeah. Turnaround moment or something where you've gone. I've won. I've won. Like, for me, it was putting the lace, putting tying my shoes up without holding my breath. The biggest <laughs> little win. Um, I don't really see it as a, as a, as a win, but what, what spurred me on the most is I've done that relatively successful in that first season and gone to honeymoon and come back and it was like 500 grams. I'd, I'd, um, I'd only lost 500 grams after I come back off my honeymoon because I'd put that much weight on. And that was the start for me. I'm like, right, okay, I know I can lose weight doing this. Let's set some goals early on and just have that mindset and just go and get it. Get everything on it. Do you know what? I, I, I fear for I feel for, for for Tiff because I think that I was probably um, so focused for them 15, 16 weeks of that of that second season that um, everything else just got put aside a little bit. When you were sneaking out the house at ten o'clock. Yeah, that genuinely. <laughs> Dressed in black. Well, I'm going for what? Yeah, it was in, it, it was well. It was in, it was in the winter. It wasn't in the I remember when you, you were saying to me like. Gary's going out, I've got to go out, and then you put your coat and your hat on and off, you don't want to I'd go and just do the same walk, I didn't even run, just do the same walk, 
come back. Taste on the phone. I think there's something up with Stuart. Yeah, um, to be fair, sometimes you come with me, but um, yeah, it was it was just a case of of doing that. It was a shock that that I'd, that I'd thought I'd been relatively successful until he was late for the wedding. Got it over and come back and just put more or less everything back on. And I was like, right, okay. And that was the kind of watershed moment for me, I think. I think, I think for you, sir, size, seeing your massive improvement in football. On the extra games when I yeah, played with you, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah, I remember, because I'd, I'd, I'd been away for a while, oh sorry, not attended the extra games for a while, and I came back, oh my God. Like, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, but, well, yeah, him in. Having, yeah, having that second wind again, um, beating up being a bit fitter, being able to get around the pitch a bit more. Um, it's amazing how that little bit fitter can improve so much. Yeah. yeah. I'm terribly unfit at the moment. I'm a terrible uh, advocate for Andy Patrick. <laughs> I'm terribly unfit at the moment because I just I just can't get into the gym. I just, my work schedule is just mental at the moment. Mm. I'm just really struggling, so I need to find what works. I think it's a relatively new job for you, isn't it? So you've got to find Yeah, something. I've got to find what works and I think I need to I need to start doing something that I think I'd never do. I need to start running. I need to be able to take my trainers with me when I'm away doing a doing a leave visit or the meetings and go for a run in the morning before I start my day. And I think that's what's the only thing that's gonna work for me. Yeah. Time wise. Um, so yeah, watch this space. Um, we've got we've got an internal challenge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at, at head office, so Myself, um, Terry, who a few of the listeners will probably know, who's our operations manager, who also coaches. Uh, Tom Shirley, who's the uh, regional manager for the North, who also coaches at Salford. Um, and Dan Church, who is the South East regional manager, absolute manly fat legend, massive Instagram. I love Churchy. Uh, and um, yeah, who, who coaches in Norwich as well, still. Um, and we basically, it's we're giving ourselves 14 weeks. See who's going to lose the most weight. So that's kind of good at the moment. It's a bit of competitiveness going on. My money's on you, I know. Well, me, me and Anne, so I can mm. pro- probably tell you what you really like. Yeah, I, I, I'm decent when I get going. I'm decent. I, um, I don't know. I've seen Tom Shirley play football recently. Yeah, Tom Shirley's a good footballer. He, he, he can heard. move. He can move about on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. But Dan, and Dan's done it, been there and done it, and done it quickly as well. So it's a little bit like. We don't really know. So yeah, so it's it's interesting. So week one, I was I I won week one, should we say two kilograms, which is pretty good. But it's week one in it, it's easy. I've not done any exercise this week. I'm, I'm, a, bit, I'm a bit unsure of what Tuesday will, will bring. <laughs> I just thought of a quick win for him. Oh, realizing that on a Sunday game or a Saturday game, it's black versus white. You've now changed your top. So you don't come on in Newcastle kits anymore. I miss them, Dave. <laughs> it's just a white. I thought only you would wear a Newcastle. It was just as if you see the look on Marcy's face when I turned. <laughs> just shake his head and put his head in his hands and then walk away. Did you see that time I turned up with one green sock and one white sock for OB? He went, what are you doing? He went, playing you, mate. Get inside your head already. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I, I think that's, that's been one for me in terms of Obviously, three years ago, I, I couldn't have lasted five minutes playing football. Regardless if it's five aside, six aside, eight aside. Whereas now I can I can go for you know the full hour, 
still have time to go. I think last, probably not done it since last year, but I went through a stage where I'd play an hour for the extra game in Salford, and then straight away I'd come out of one cage, go in the cage next door, and then do another hour for Manchester in their extra game. So I think that's been a difference for, yeah. for, for me. Yeah, your fitness level is about night and day compared to I, I, I still sort of laugh to myself now even like I played I played a game last night um, sort of unaffiliated Man V Fatley uh, game and there was a lot of younger lads probably early 20s who were absolutely stick fit there was a few older guys who were relatively thin as well and they sort of look and think I can take this guy just a turn how I, 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 I can catch him and chase him and it's like a look of surprise on my face. Yeah, I think that's it. It's weird, isn't it? How we, how we measure success and it shouldn't always just be the scale, it should also be these little wins like that. Yeah. So, thanks for coming, guys. Yeah. Really enjoyed that podcast. Yeah. Uh, I think everyone around the table, good luck on your weight loss fitness journeys. This time next year. Let us know how we're doing. Yeah, let's well, let's do a recap this time next year. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad. Even 100 grams less. Yeah. Even 100 grams less. It's a win. And I'll tell you what, I'll, just on one last note, I'll never forget the time. Like one of the last one of the last games of OB City. Stuck on the sideline. And it wasn't. It was our first half of the season. No, I because I couldn't. I couldn't. Um, my groin was torn. Pointing to my groin right there because you can see it. Um, and we were struggling to score, I think it was like two hours at the time, I was like, come on, I need to get a, need to get a pick, need to get a score, need to get a goal, need to get a goal. And we will get a goal. Anne said, Anne's like, we will get a goal. I was like, how do you know when? Because I'm not on yet, get me on. Literally, come on, two minutes later, I scored a goal. I was like, get on now. I scored a trick. I said, yeah, you said something, it's like, I'm not on yet, Ron. I was like, sub, sub. Because <laughs> I, I even said that to you, I went, I went I'm not on yet. And you, yeah. and you looked at me and went, right, get on. I went, I'll score a hat trick. Yeah. And you went, right, just get on and score. Just get on and I'll score a hat trick. The other, the other outstanding one from, for you, Stu loved this time as well, was when you first scored against Roses. Yeah. And the excitement in your. <laughs> oh, yeah. The excitement, you, ju- you literally jumped up like. Four foot in the air, yeah. slammed your feet down on the turf. Yes, we're like trying to play on because <laughs> of all the you know, world just celebrating that goal, wasn't it? But that for me, that's another little quick one you'll overcoming because there's a weight loss and then there's a football, and you're trying to push yourself in both directions rather than that one direction and the other direction. I think you maybe went the football route first. Yeah, and look yeah. for the weight loss. And now I know the weight loss is you've got it because of the pinch of non-book. The amount of recipes that you've taken from there and shown on the WhatsApp, I think, has been brilliant. Yeah. Really good, really easy as well. Really easy. Yeah, that's very popular in Mandy Fat. A lot of I've, people. I've, I've actually adopted it from well in pushing it in the Scotland Iron group. I've got the got the, the two books now, so I'm using yeah. them, so it's good, it's good, uh, the good recipes to be yeah. fair. What's your favourite? I've not cooked out of it yet, but what's your favourite? Oh. Uh, there's like, um, I think it's like a, a curry, like a healthy chicken tikka masala or something like that. It's really, really good. That's my favourite. 
I think the thing you, I think the chicken, uh, chicken kebab. I think for me. Oh, the chicken shawarma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chicken shawarma. Yeah. It's a bit messy and takes a while, but it's it's worth it. It is worth it. No chicken for me. <laughs> Just the fish. I've got to try and do something. I've got a cauliflower at home, and I want to try and do like a um, kebab kind of thing with it. Yeah, we'll see. But just not rice. Like oh, or rice. No. no, I don't like cauliflower. The smell. But yeah, I think one of the big things as well for Sai, I've been talking about little moments. Is is it's probably a while ago now, but um, I remember you scoring a goal on a Saturday morning. And it was an absolute banger. Yeah, Top yes, corner. Yeah, and I remember yeah, thinking, yeah. where did that just come from? <laughs> and he was just like, get on with it. <laughs> and, and then I think another one in Salford League, you're in net. And you saved, like it was a worldly save. Yeah, everyone it was against went, the Greens, wasn't it? Yeah, everyone yeah. just went, <gasps> yeah. it was like proper worldly save. Just brilliant. We send them moments that we can spur ourselves on. If we can do that, we can, we can he do still, it. He still does a no the first day. Oh, yeah? Mm. Good stuff. Yeah. You're going to be giving, what's, what's that other lad's name? Is it Jack? The keeper, who's mustard. Sam. 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 Sam is unbelievable. He is next level. He is. He both on and off, uh, in goal and yeah. on the pitch. Yeah, proper football. Alright, right, thanks for coming, guys. Cheers, we'll boys. We'll be back. Getting our, getting our asses in game now, Rob, aren't we? So we'll be back with the podcast. Episode 36. Yeah. Uh, pretty soon. Yeah. Right. Give us a like on Facebook. Give us a like on Instagram. Give us a like on Twitter. Uh, share our podcast everywhere you can. That's it. If you want to come on, shout out and also um, comment on anything you've heard on this podcast. Yeah, and if you've got, if you want to be on a podcast, if you've got good ideas, you can email us podcast at manlyfat.com. We'll come to you. Thanks for listening, guys. Speak soon.